0: Hallelujah! Let's give the band a hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! How many you ready for springtime? Amen. How many tired of this cold weather and cold one day and warm the next and ready for, ready for spring? Spring's right around the corner, isn't it? Amen. Don't remember Easter is close. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, everyone, for being here this morning. We just thank the Lord for the presence of the Lord this morning. Exodus chapter 30 and verse 23 through uh, 30. I'm going to uh, be speaking just for a few minutes before we go. And how many are ready to eat? How many are ready to eat? Or well, hold it because we've got just a few more minutes. Amen. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> I want to speak this morning just for a few minutes on uh, the fresh oil of the anointing. The fresh oil of the anointing. Uh, how many of you know that the anointing of the Holy Spirit makes a difference? Makes a difference. Exodus chapter 30 and verse 23 through 30. It's an Old Testament passage of Scripture. It says in verse 23, Take also for yourself the finest of the spices. This is the making of the, the oil and the, the anointing oil in the Old Testament. Uh, following the myrrh, 500 shickles or 500 weight, and a fragrant cinnamon half as much, 250, and a fragment of cane, 250, according to the shickle of the sanctuary of uh, the olive oil, a hen. You shall make these a holy anointing oil, a perfume mixed, work of a perfume. It shall be called an anointing oil. And then he goes on to tell what you are to do with that anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tent of the meeting around the Ark of the Testament, uh, Testimony, and the table of all its utensils, and the lampstand its utensils, and the altar of the incense, and the altar of the burnt offering, and all its utensils, and the laver of its stand. You shall also consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them shall be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may be ministers and priests by anointing them with the anointing oil. When we talk about the anointing, and when we talk about the anointing oil, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a person, one part of the Trinity, making up the manifestation or the presence of, Of the Spirit of God. The anointing can be one of the three things. In the the physical act, to anoint someone is to pour oil over them, which is usually usually symbolic. Second, the meaning for an anointing is to act of the Holy Spirit being infilled inside with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Thirdly, the meaning for the anointing enables them to do supernatural things that they're being empowered to walk out their service or their calling unto the Lord. The anointing equips one for the task, is probably a better way to do it. Uh, one that the Holy Spirit equips us for the task that God has called us to do in our life. Someone said it like this. The anointing makes the difference in your life. There's a lot going on in the church arena today. We got the finest lights. We got the finest sound. We got the finest small groups. We got the finest conferences. We got the finest singing, we got the finest financial committees, but what we noi- need is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is a difference between singing and anointed singing. There's a difference between preaching and anointed preaching. There's a difference in praying and anointed praying. There's a difference between a pastor and an anointed pastor. There's a difference between an evangelist and an anointed evangelist. There's a difference between a musician and an anointed musician. See, it's the anointing that gives us the quickening in our heart that makes the difference in what God has called us to do. First John chapter 2 in verse 20 puts it this way: But ye have an unction. But we have an unction. We have a quickening from the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing that quickens our spirit. It's the anointing that brings it to life. It's the anointing that puts life into it. You cannot get saved without the quickening of the Holy Spirit. How many of you here this morning that the Holy Spirit dealt with you And you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was through that awakening of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that quickens you to go to that altar. Or to uh, get down beside your bed and give your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a worshiper, you want to be anointed to lead people in worship. If you sang, you want to be anointed to sing. Meaning you're not going to do it on your own. It's the anointing that's down inside that quickens us to operate in the gifting that God has given you and I. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 puts it like this. The scripture tells us the first man Adam became a living person. But the last Adam that is Christ is a life giving person. Spirit, which means that the anointing has the power and the authority to give life unto you and I. A better way to put it is, it gives you the grace to do what God has called you to do. It gives you the grace, it gives you the power to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish. It's the grace And it's the power, it's the unction of the Spirit, it's the Spirit of life down inside of you that has called you and that has commissioned you to do what God has called you to do. And thank God we have the power and the quickening of the Holy Spirit to help us do what God has called us to do. Amen? We need to be saturated, soaked, and waterlogged in the anointing. A little dab will not do us anymore. (laughs) Exodus chapter 30 and verse 24, as I read, according to the shickle of the sanctuary, a hint of olive oil. A hint of olive oil is about a gallon or 3.8 liters. What the writer is trying to communicate to you and I, that we need to be Saturated in the anointing Of the Holy Spirit We need to be soaked In the anointing of the Holy Spirit We need to be waterlogged So to speak In the anointing of the Holy Spirit Psalms chapter 133 Puts it this way As David was speaking It is like the precious oil Upon the head Running down on the beard The beard of Aaron Running down on the edge of his garment the idea was in that passage of scripture that there was an abundant of oil, of the anointing oil that they anointed Aaron with, that it would run all the way down his head, all the way on his garment, and all the way down on the tassels of his robe. What the meaning was that they just didn't just anoint Aaron, they, pulled, they poured about six pints or a gallon of anointing oil on that priest or upon that prophet. Now, if I I poured uh, 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 six quarts, or if I poured a gallon of olive oil down your head, you would know it. And your family would know it. And your friends would know it. And you would really know it. The meaning is that they saturated and they anointed the priest in the Old Testament with that anointing oil, which tells you and I that we need the Holy Spirit in our life. And we need to be saturated in the Holy Spirit to help us walk out this life. How many will say with me, life gets a little crazy sometimes? Yeah, if you got teens, and I do, life, say mom and dad, gets a little crazy sometimes. Amen? It gets a little crazy sometimes. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit just to deal with them. Amen? Yeah, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, The Bible says that Um, the anointing oil ran down on Aaron's beard and all the way down his robe, meaning, once again, that uh, he was saturated in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. November the 19th, just this past year, I walked in this church right after I let Mart up. All from school, and I had a I had a pain in my chest, as most of you know. And I thought, Lord, what's going on? And I waited a few minutes, and waited a few minutes, and I said, Lord, am I having a heart attack? What's going on? And I called Tina. Was the first person I called the rescue squad. Then I called Tina. In church, I'm talking about the quickening of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Brother Dale, rose up inside of her and I heard her take control of the situation that was going on. And she said, devil, not today are you taking my husband. And she prayed in the power and the work of the Spirit. And I believe that I'm standing behind this pulpit this morning because of the anointing power of the Holy Spirit that resided in my wife at that moment, at that time. The Holy Spirit took over the quickening of the Spirit and took control of the situation at hand. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. In these last days, we're going to come against the enemy like we've never come up against the enemy before. We're going to come up in these last days against the evil one like never before. We're going to come up in the last days against Satan and the powers of the enemy trying to destroy our marriages, trying to destroy our families, trying to destroy our children. It's trying to destroy our nation. But church, I come to tell you, we're going to need the power and the work of the Holy Spirit, the unction and quickening of the Holy Spirit to live out what God has called us to live out in these last days. Joel chapter 2 in verse 28, put it like this And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit, my anointing upon all flesh. God is saying that in these last days, how many of you believe that God is going to pour the Holy Spirit out on you and me and God's chosen people? Praise the Lord. In the last days, we're going to need to be saturated in the Holy Spirit. We're going to need to be soaked in the Holy Spirit. See, God wants us to have a fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. The, the writer in Exodus put it like this again. God spoke to Moses, take the best spices, twelve and a half pounds of liquid myrrh, half of it, six and a quarter pounds of a fragrant cinnamon, and it goes a fragrant cane. And it says to mix it with olive oil and anoint the temple and anoint the utensils and anoint the table of showbread and anoint the, the tabernacle. It was the freshness of that oil. The writer's trying to communicate to you and I, last year's touch of the Spirit is not going to do us for now. Last year's revival is not going to do us any good for now. Last year's touch of the Spirit is not going to do us any good for now. How many of you have heard people say, pretty much in the Pentecostal church, I was filled with the Spirit back then. I was touched with the Holy Spirit back then. I was anointed back then. I got full of the Holy Ghost back then. The last revival and the last move of the Spirit is not going to do us any good today. I need a fresh touch of God's Holy Spirit daily in my life to walk out the walk that I've got to walk with the Spirit of God and to live this Christian life that I cannot live on my own. Psalm 92, verse 10 says... I shall be anointed. David is saying this. David is saying the great King David that is leaving Israel, that is leading Israel. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. We're worried more about the sweet smell of religion in our church than we are the fresh anointing oil. We're more, we're more worried about the the sweet smell of just going to church, or just back then, or I'll do it my way. I'll walk it out my way. I'll try to take care of my marriage my way. I'll try to do it my way. How many of you have done it your way and it failed? Come on. But we need the moving of the Spirit In our life. No more doing it my way. No more religion in our church. No more I think it's going to happen this way. We need a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit to fall in our churches and fall in our midst. I want to see my family saved. I want to see other church people come to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to see my community saved. And it's going to take the working and moving of the Holy Spirit to make that happen, church. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3 puts it this way. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect in the flesh? The answer is no. It's your flesh that thinks it can take you the rest of the way in. It's your flesh that thinks you got it now. It's your flesh that thinks you got it to home plate now. It's your flesh that thinks that you can get by now. It's your flesh that thinks that through your Christian walk, you can do it on your own. But Galatians chapter 3 says, Are you so foolish to have begun in the Spirit and not finish in the Spirit? I want to finish in the Spirit once what God once done in my life. I want Him to finish in my life and it's going to take the moving and the work of the Holy Spirit to accomplish that in my life. Praise the Lord. John chapter 6 and verse 63 says, Jesus says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I, want, I have came to the point in my life. And I wrote this down in my notes the other day at my desk. I have come to the point in my life that I don't want to live without the anointing. I have come to a point in my life that I cannot live without the anointing. I have come to the point in my life that I refuse to live without the anointing of the Holy Spirit in my life. I need the Spirit of God every day operating in my life. We're going to need the anointing for the battle that the enemy brings up against our life. How many of the the enemies come against your life in the last week? The last couple days? The enemies come against you. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy comes to, to mess up your marriage. He comes to mess up your family. He comes to mess up your children. He comes to mess up your job. He comes to bring sickness in your body. He comes to do anything he can to destroy your life. We're going to need the Holy Spirit like never before in the last days to keep the enemy, look at your neighbor, off my back. I'm going to need the enemy. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13 says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil, and he anointed David in the midst of his brethren, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David that day. The next chapter is the story of David going up against the giant. We're going to need the anointing to go up against the giants that we're facing in our life in the last days. We're going to need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fight our battles for us. We cannot fight our battles on our own. We can't put our marriages back together. We can't put our, our children back together. We can't put education back together. And God knows we can't put this country back together. We're going to need the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. First Samuel chapter 17 in verse 38 through 40. We see where, where Saul tries to dress David in his own tunic, in his own armor. But as you know the story, David says, I can't fight Goliath in that armor. David said, I need my own armor. And David said, I have killed the lion, and I've killed the bear. And what I need is my few stones, and my slingshot, and the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Which represents, I can't come back to what I was filled with back then. Other things won't work. Uh, A better sound, better lights, a better show on the platform won't work. What I need is the anointing of the Holy Spirit operating in my life. The enemy is afraid of you when you're anointing. Church, the enemy cannot stop you, hold you back, turn you around when you are anointed of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 says, and Jesus said, this is Jesus speaking, the Spirit of the Lord, He's upon me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the freedom from the prisoners, recover sight to the blind, and set the oppressed free. Jesus says, I've been anointed to cast out devils. I've been anointed to set the depressed and the oppressed free. I've been anointed to open up the blinded eyes. I've been anointed to heal the sick. If Jesus was upon the earth and needed the anointing, how much more do we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit spirit in our lives to be anointed it requires the process of sanctification in our life Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 8 says let your garments always be white say with me always and let your head lack no oil sanctification is always connected to the anointing sanctification someone or something it means is to be set that that person or thing apart from the used for the intent by the designer god wants us set apart from the world god wants us to keep our lives holy unto the lord Clean before the Lord. Let your garments always be white and let your head lack no oil. Purity and sanctification produces power, produces life, and produces the anointing. No wonder we have people when we invite them to church, and you invite them to church, and they say, I'm just as good as... As the people that go to church. Because they come to church on Sunday morning. And they live like hell on Saturday night. And if we're going to be people that we call ourselves Christians. Born again believers. Work with, and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life, we need to live for God. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, and I come to church on Sunday and live like hell the rest of the week. We're not going to win anybody to Christ. We can't win this community. We can't win our friends. Yes, the world is right when they say there's people going to church and you invite them to church and they say to you, I'm just as good as they are. They are just as good as they are because they're living like the hell in the world and God is calling us to sanctification in the last days, set apart from the world, living holy and pure and righteous before Him. You don't have to clap Give me a Baptist or a Presbyterian Nod is okay But we got to live holy before the Lord It don't mean that we are better Than anybody else Because we're not The Bible says we all have sinned And come short Of the glory of God Every one of us But God is calling us To set apart From the world If you want the anointing, it's going to take a life that is set apart unto Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean we're perfect. We've all sinned. But it does mean that we move forward in working on a clean life before the Lord. And lastly, there is no substitute for the anointing. There is no substitute for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Exodus chapter 30 and verse 33 says, Anyone who makes a blend like it. Like what? Like the making of the anointing described in verse 23 and 24. Or anoint someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. What is the writer saying? There is to be no substitute that looks like or pretends like the real anointing oil. We're living in a church age where we think we can substitute the anointing and get the same results. There's no substitute for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have tried more... And we have tried more of everything in the last 10 years. We have tried this. We've tried that. We've communicated this. We've communicated that. We have bought this. We've designed that. We've thought of this and we've thought of that. And we are still coming up empty. Because there is nothing in our life that works any greater than the anointing of the Holy Spirit operating in our life. It's time we get back to the old time gospel of Jesus Christ that is the anointed preaching of the gospel, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, believing in miracles, watching the gifts of the Spirit being manifested in our life, and quit trying to substitute everything else for the move of the Spirit, for nothing will come, and with substitute of the Spirit, we cannot try to substitute anything because none of it works, church. None of it works. Believe me, I have tried it all in the last couple weeks God has been dealing with my life nothing works but being saturated in the power and the work of the Holy Spirit if we're going to see our nation change if we're going to see our community change we're going to see our schools change we're going to see people come off of drugs and alcohol marriages put back together it's going to take the moving and work of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus and the anointing of the Spirit Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. This last scripture before we we go down and uh, before we go eat is Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And now he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jesus was walking around in the natural, just like you and I, filled with the anointing. Praying for people. They were getting healed. Praying for marriages, being put back together. Praying for children, going out through the community, doing good. Jesus, just like you and I, walked around in the natural But he had to be anointed of the Holy Spirit to get those things accomplished in his life. How many of you want the power and the work of the Holy Spirit in your life in these last days? How many believe we're going to have to have the power and the work of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in these last days to get done what God has called us to do we can't do it on our own church how many of you like me you've tried to do a lot of things in your Christian walk when you've tried to do a lot of things in your Christian walk on your own it's going to take the power and the working of the Holy Spirit in our life to get it done hallelujah let's stand as the musicians come Praise the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Praise the Lord. Father, we need you this morning. Father, we're not going to be able to walk this Christian walk on our own. Lord, we try and day by day we, uh, we fail. Father, we need, the, we need the working of the Holy Spirit in our life like never before. If you're here this morning, and I'm raising my hand. You'd like to say, Pastor, I need the working of the Holy Spirit in my life like never before. Would you just slip your hand up and take it back down? Wow, look at all those hands. I need the working of the Spirit in my life like never before. From the from the teens to all the way to the oldest person here, I'd like to say that there's nothing any greater than the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. He will take you through school. He'll take you through college. He'll take you through walking with you through your job he'll walk through you with your marriage he'll walk through you with having children he'll walk through you when you have parents that are uh, getting older in years He'll, he'll walk with you every step of the way for he said I'll never leave you or will I ever forsake you that I'll go with you to the very end Father, as all of these hands went up this morning, I want us all just to raise our hands this morning before we leave. And let's ask, as they play just one course, let's ask the Holy Spirit to just to fill us up this morning. Amen. You the oh, Father, we thank you.